Good afternoon. I'm Jordan Peoples, and Marvel sucks. <laughs> I'm Cade Weiberg, and it still doesn't after all of these years. Uh, we are here to talk about what I'm starting to think is Jordan's favorite MCU show based off everything I've seen and mm. just knowing you personally. Uh, and maybe, hey, maybe at the end of this one, we'll finally get a Marvel doesn't suck from you. It happened once. Maybe happened once before with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. You said, "Well, I guess Marvel didn't really suck today," and I haven't gotten anything remotely close since then. Yeah, it's a really a battle between whether I enjoy consistency or honesty more. Yes, and I think we both know that it's consistent. <laughs> <laughs> he'd rather be correct than happy uh or not even correct because i'm not necessarily truly displaying my feelings are you admitting you're wrong for not liking marvel no i'm admitting that i i am a stickler for a bit uh-huh oh okay so you'd rather be a jokester than a serious man yeah okay well good profession as in the, getting as into in the with film the as in the coen brothers film oh yes yeah a serious which man. we watched together in a college course we did. Yeah. Great film. Yeah, actually. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that Ellie's also here. We have girlfriend. a guest. We should stop boring her with our past <laughs> college class experience. We should introduce the guest. Say hi, I guess. Hi. Well, anyway, and I was about to say that speaking of Coen Brothers, we watched The Big Lebowski last night mm -hmm. or two nights ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, how many? And she'd never seen it. Oh, great. How? What was your first question on a Marvel podcast, Ellie? What was your thought of The Big Lebowski? My thought of The Big Lebowski... Or um, thoughts. You can have more than one. I can have more than one. I kind of want to keep it to one. I like being concise. Yeah, okay. do the one. Um, The one thought was Julianne Moore was great. Okay. And that's it. And that's that, it. There we go. You don't have room for more. If I was picking one <laughs> thought about The Big Lebowski, it probably would not have been to pick out one actor. I probably would have said something more broad. But you don't, you've already seen it, and I'm sure we've already discussed in like we've the 80 plus episodes, it. so we can't, <laughs> yeah. we don't even have time for your take on The Big Lebowski. No, we get zero thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I will say my favorite line in that movie is when he's uh, defeatedly looking at the ground, he says, who the fuck are the Knudsons? <laughs> <laughs> I is... mean, I, I'm still partial to, that's just like your opinion, man. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that great one, dialogue. That one's heavily quoted. But that is neither here nor there. Welcome once again, America and Canada, if you're listening, uh, to Marvel Sucks versus No It Doesn't, your number one location for all Marvel-themed news, uh, Big Lebowski news, uh, Glen Gary, Glenn Ross news, and uh, why we there hate has Avatar. Not, there's, there's not been a lot of Glen Gary, Glen Ross news in You a think while. we should do a rewatch? Uh... No, I just think that someone involved with the production should do something exciting that's worth reporting well, on. Well, we were also talking about, we never, this never came to fruition in the early stages of this show. We were talking about writing a spinoff, Glengarry Bedrock, with the oh, Flintstones, yes. and Sting was going to write the score. <laughs> <laughs> Did we think we could get Sting on board? I just know that I like Sting a lot more. This is, Ellie's mind must use, what the fuck is going on right now? She's listened to some of episodes of the podcast, but definitely not enough to know Glengarry right. Bedrock. Okay, because, no, I, when because she was... you forbade me from listening to some of the older ones. Mm. You forbade? I just said they're worse. I just recommended you listen to the modern ones. I but that's when you're at your most grumpy. I know. <laughs> Is what? So why did you forbid her from the earlier content? I just thought it was more meandering, and I think that now our show doesn't meander at all. It <laughs> yeah, is a, a rock-solid, straight-to-the-point every time. We are always on point with this show. 
as of I guess as soon as you start you stopped hating Marvel right around halfway through the show when uh Endgame or yeah right around Endgame came out you were like all right I'm gonna like everything from now on what episode number was Endgame was that uh, halfway through the it show? was it was 50 no way uh let's let me see I have them all here on my list um which I'm, episodes have you listened to um i've listened to i mean the most recent one since we've been dating i've listened to all of those and then i listened to the old original spider-man ones because those are my faves the, the Toby mcguire mm-hmm. but those are also mm-hmm. recent episodes because we did those during the year off from marvel through to COVID. yes so we rewatched old classics but that was the summer before we started dating uh-huh. so uh, yeah so you started with those, and you've been a loyal listener ever since. Yeah, and I might have <laughs> went back through a few of my favorite ones. I think I'll listen to y'all's Wonder Woman one. I'll okay, to yeah. I had some hot takes on Ant-Man. Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, Endgame was episode 60. Okay. Infinity so War was 45. So we did, like, 14 episodes in between those two movies. <laughs> well, we did have Infinity War post-game, then a pre-game for Endgame, and yeah. a bunch of other stuff. We watched Hereditary and talked about it because we thought Marvel fans would want to hear our takes on a modern horror thriller. <laughs> Sometimes it's just about getting together and talking about movies. Uh, yeah, I miss you, buddy. You live eight hours away. We used to hang out every day and get Popeyes. What happened? Every day. <laughs> every day. And that's why we were so obese. We were. We were very fat in college. Fried chicken every day. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, um, and this is a fun story for Ellie because I know she's hanging on our every word about non-Marvel stuff. Uh, yeah. When I met Jordan in college, he had never eaten Popeyes, along with all of my roommates. So there are four people I know who, had, and it's my favorite fast food restaurant. And we, there, there was one installed in Harrisonburg, and Jordan's like, huh, I guess I'll give this a shot. And for the last semester, Jordan ate it two to three times a week. <laughs> <laughs> he does request Popeyes. It's well, great. Pretty often. So it's actually kind of tragic, though. Recently, so I don't know if you've mm-hmm. had the Zaxby's chicken sandwich. Uh-huh. But it's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. It's very but, good. But it wasn't as good as my memory of the Popeye's chicken Correct. sandwich. I don't think I we ever even phenomenal. got into the Popeye's chicken sandwich when it came out. Like, what was your stance on that? I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. But here's the here's the rub. I went to get a Popeye's chicken sandwich recently, and uh-huh. it was garbage. Yeah. It was so bad. Like, I guess they're just mm-hmm. like, people forgot about this. Maybe we can phone it in now. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, it is not what it used to be. No, I have noticed that as well. Because I once waited 45 minutes in a drive-thru and then got to the drive-thru and they said, we're out. We just ran out. And I'm like, uh-huh. damn it. Uh, and then, like, right after around that time, like, whenever this was blowing up, I got a few and they were great and they were all fresh. And then I think they just had so many people uh asking for it and they're like just let's make a hundred and keep half of them under the heat lamp yes that is very much what the ones we had recently tasted like yeah which they is were like unfortunate but in their heyday boy was that a chicken sandwich <laughs> oh popeyes be a sponsor of this show now um, that's a podcast we could do boy now that's a chicken sandwich and we just <laughs> we just go to different fast food restaurants how or many sit down i'm you know uh, yeah i would love to do a diners drive-ins diners and dash what is that show yeah called? that's it <laughs> okay cool cool first try um all right uh ellie i've heard a lot about you i'm excited to have you on the show my first question uh aside from the big lebowski uh was <laughs> it is when did you first hear of marvel oh my gosh so my dad is the biggest comic book fan bigger than me and jordan 
uh, yes, and I think Jordan would agree with the mm-hmm. <laughs> statement. I mean, he has... Bring him on the pod. Oh, he would love it. He's tried to listen to an episode, and he was very confused because <laughs> it was like 40 minutes of y'all talking about... Whatever. Whatever. And he was like, but I wanted to listen to y'all talk about Spider-Man, because I think he did the one of the Spider-Man movies. Must have been an earlier episode when we were meandering. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, not one of our new ones. (laughs) None of the the recent content. So he was very disappointed, um, but I've grown up on him teaching me everything to do with Marvel. His favorite is the Hulk, so I got a lot of Hulk content. That's Jordan's favorite. This is crazy. (laughs) This is when we first, when I first met her dad, we were talking about Marvel a little bit. And I was like, yeah, the early movies were kind of rough. Like, there was that really bad Hulk movie. And this, I didn't know he was a huge Hulk fan <laughs> when I said that. I was like, you know, such a Hulk fan that the quality of the movie is actually irrelevant. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he thought it was a really good movie. And I was like, oh, it had moments, I guess. <laughs> oh, wow. And I have yeah. you admitting that on the podcast. So this is great. Yeah. It had yeah. moments, I guess. Uh, yeah, in, in, in between, like, the bad dialogue and plot. Um, when it's just an angry green boy. Elliot, you should know, and I don't know if this has come up in any of the episodes you've listened to, but every, like, 25 episodes or so, I have a task that I'm trying to subconsciously get Jordan to accomplish. Uh, <laughs> one of them was watch the entire series, The Leftovers, which he eventually did. Okay. He loved it. Uh, my new task for these past 25 has been to get him to rewatch The Incredible Hulk, which he has okay. said time and time again, he will never do no matter I what. I do not see that happening. I feel like you will with my dad at some point. Like, my deal be at my <laughs> dad's house, and he'll be like, oh, let's watch this movie. Like, the time we watched the second Wonder Woman two times in a row, because my dad fell asleep, and we had to restart it. Yeah, oh. at, Chris- at Christmas, we watched two hours of Wonder Woman, and he fell 84, asleep. 84, the bad one? <laughs> yes. Oh. And he fell asleep one hour in. So then we watched to two hours. Then he woke up. So we went back to hour one and watched the end you, of it. And you just stayed there? And you were just yeah. like, this might as well happen. It was Christmas. I was, you know, I was tired. We'd been traveling. <laughs> so you I will watch. say my dad is more of a DC man, though. Yes. I will admit that. That my dad is much more of a DC man. I okay. My earliest comic book media memories is my dad had bootleg copies of the 1960s Batman Adam West TV show. Wow. And we watched those a lot. And it was like really fuzzy because it was bootleg. They didn't have it on DVD. And I have vivid memories of like uh, me and my dad sitting on the floor of a movie theater in line to see the first Spider-Man movie. The Tobey Maguire. Yes. Just sitting on the floor. Yeah. I waiting. <laughs> we were looking at a bookshelf and he had like a bunch of those, those compilations of comic books. Mm-hmm. And it was mostly DC and then Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So okay. Spider-Man crosses the bridge, but no Hulk. Mm-hmm. Oh well, I'm sure there was Hulk. There must have been. I didn't notice Hulk it, but books. there must have been. I think he just relates to the Hulk because he's a big guy. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> uh, so Ellie, do you have any siblings at all? I do not. Okay, so so you really have absorbed. You were your father's one chance to get like a comic book fan offspring. He, yes, and he got it. Okay, great. That's perfect. You're gonna fit right in with this podcast of two Marvel no, lovers. You're you're not like a comic book comic book fan. Like I, I'm not seeing you at the comic book store leafing through the little boxes. No, but I'm aware of the plots that have occurred. I've done my Wikipedia research. Okay. Over time. So you're you're like one degree away from a fan. Mm-hmm. You're a second hand fan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, fan once removed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But all right, so you're a hearsay fan. So yes. more centric and important to the podcast. Where 
does your MCU love allegiance lie? Like, when did you first start watching oh, these movies gosh. and become a super fan like Jordan? I mean, I was watching them from the beginning because my dad would be like, let's go see this. And I was like, okay. So you were like Iron Man 1 opening night in theaters. Yes, yes. But where I really started to love them, I think the first Avengers. I loved the first Avengers. We rewatched that a few months ago. I had so many nostalgic feelings of just love coming out for that movie. Yeah, that was the most fun I ever had in a movie theater. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was, I, I just sat, just all these people coming together from like four movies that I had already seen. Yeah. And Edward Norton wasn't there. I'm sure your dad was upset. Oh, where, where's your dad stand on the Hulk? Like the Hulk recast. Did he like Edward Norton better? <sighs> no, I think he likes uh, Mark Ruffalo better. Okay. But he yeah. wants another Hulk movie. He well, has been saying that for a very long time. And I'm totally wants. on board with that. I'm not against more Hulk content. I'm just against that one particular Hulk movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Universal Studios still owns the rights to distribution, so they can because uh, Marvel owns the character, yeah. uh, but they can't. Universal's not willing to play ball and be like, "Let's put out a Hulk movie." But uh, I am sure you and your father will be happy to know they're making a She-Hulk show in which Mark Ruffalo will be in. Uh, Would be happy and a. <laughs> Are you, oh, is your father not know. a She-Hulk fan? What's, I don't know. If, uh, well, he just, he doesn't like the ones that he does isn't familiar with. Okay. Like, he likes to watch the movies of the ones that he remembers growing up with. Okay. So, like, he doesn't like, like, Doctor Strange. That did nothing for him. Guardians oh. of the Galaxy did nothing for him. I tried very hard. Two of Jordan's it. favorites. <laughs> <laughs> what do you talk about at family dinners? Uh, Spider-Man, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Wait, no, so does we... he like Tom Holland Spider-Man? He does. His favorite is Tobey Maguire. Okay. He did not like the Andrew Garfield ones. He watched them, but he was just like, eh. Okay, so him and Jordan can bond over that. Uh, yeah. You know, but he did like Shazam. We watched Shazam he with him, and that's a J- weird Shazam. one. So yeah. he's really just more of a DC guy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Loves Shazam, loves Venom. He thought Venom All was over a great the place. Movie. This is kind of like mm-hmm. throwing darts at a board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um... So, and also, I'm not sure how, uh, this is just some Marvel mailbag news, but uh, there was another Shang-Chi trailer that just dropped. And both Abomination, Tim Roth's Mm -hmm. character in The Incredible Hulk, and Wong are seen fighting each other in the trailer for Shang-Chi. In, like, this underground fight club thing. Yeah. I have certainly not seen that trailer, but that sounds interesting. I do like an underground fight club. If you yeah. remember, me and Seth watched Spartacus sophomore year. I, I, was, like Sp- I was an advocate for you to watch Spartacus. Right, but I wasn't on board until there was that, he got into that underground, like, fighting ring. Yes. So, I, and I like that in Ragnarok. Give me an underground fighting ring any day. <laughs> okay, so, so I think you're going to enjoy Shang-Chi, it sounds like. Yeah, because that sounds like it's going to be 100% an underground fighting ring. Uh, I probably not, <laughs> yeah, but, no, but no. It, it might be featured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... And Kate, so, have you seen the new uh, Spider-Man outfit? The costume? Yeah. For No Way Home? Yeah. Yes. Okay, what do you think about it? I like it a lot. You like it a lot? Well, you're one of few on the internet. I am, yeah, I am often one of the few on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen it, Jordan? I have not seen it. What does it look like? What features does he got? Does he have eight legs finally? No. <laughs> Dang. It's very Or he did Iron it in Infinity War. I know, he has those little extra guys that come out. Uh, hold on, let me, maybe I looked at the wrong thing. I don't remember it being that repulsive. It's uh, green and orange. <laughs> yeah, odd. 
<laughs> I I got nothing from my f original Google search. Let's click on an article. They're going to make me read and show an advertisement for the Lego set. This is going to be good air because I'm also searching. Okay, for the same great, thing. great, great, great. Oh, I uh, see it on. I I got it. I got a. You got it. What does it look like? I, got I just article. got a Lego I just, set. I just said new Spider-Man costume, and it, it came up. I did there No Way Home costume. It Dude. looks similar, honestly. <laughs> That's what I thought. It's uh, pretty much the same. People okay. are not happy about what it. What are though. people not happy about? Yeah. They want the original back. They really want it just to be the basic The Tobey Maguire one? No, they want like the one that was... Um, Homecoming? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just the very basic... But this it has is been red and blue. It has been kind of um, Iron Manified. Mm -hmm. This, yeah. So this is the first, like after this trilogy, like he's he's a big boy. He's all grown up, and then they'll do more trilogies with Tom Holland, obviously, assuming Sony plays ball, which you know Disney has all the power in the world, so I'm not worried about it. Um, but I, and also, did you hear? Uh, there was that viral tweet um, that happened. Uh, where a guy ran into Tobey Maguire on the street, and he's he asked Tobey Maguire if he's in No Way Home, and he just winked at him and smiled. Interesting. So, that is interesting. I mean, it's supposed to be multiverse, so why not just bring Toby in for a little uh, Ralph Boner-type situation? I mean, except for not as Ralph Boner, as actually Quicksilver. Yes. Well, and you've already... I've already pitched my idea. Ellie probably hasn't heard it, unless she's listened to more recent episodes. Oh, wait, we we just uh, lost you. Uh, oh, and my internet seems... does do that from time to time. All right. So it's well, let's, we'll just attribute it to your internet and we'll move on. Yeah, that's fair. Spectrum sucks. <laughs> do we not want them to be a sponsor on the podcast? No. If okay. they if they offered me a million dollars per episode, I would say fuck off. No Spectrum sponsorship. They suck. <laughs> Maybe you should put that little ad in the dead air we just had. <laughs> All right. Um, all right. Back to what we were talking about. Tobey Maguire, No Way Home. Uh, my theory for the upcoming Spider-Verse is Sony is making all of these spin-off Spider-Verse mm -hmm. movies. Venom, Morbius. Mm -hmm. And in the trailer of uh, Morbius, um, uh, Michael Keaton, Vulture, is in the trailer. Yeah. So you're kind of thinking that these are connected. However, there is a picture of graffiti Spider-Man on the wall saying menace underneath it. And that costume is Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man costume. It is not Tom huh. Holland's Spider-Man costume. So I'm thinking, because huh. Sony really wants Spider-Man to fight off these villains. So I'm thinking Kevin Feige's like, hey, you can have your Spider-Man. We're keeping Tom Holland. But we will, because we have to hold your hand this entire way and you suck at making content, we are going to give you... A great setup for your Spider-Man movies to come back, and we keep Tom Holland. And right, Doctor and that, that's probably is... the agreement because they're like, you gotta, you know, scratch our back a little yeah. bit if you're gonna keep them. Like, uh, but I also think that works pretty well because an old, like that's just a different character a little bit, like an old yeah. grizzled Spider-Man, which I imagine is what they would do with him. Like they wouldn't try to make him spunky and young. No. Because Tobey Maguire is a million years old. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's got to be close to fifty, right? Uh, maybe mid forties. He was thirty when he was a high schooler in that first movie, <laughs> which is insane. Which is one of my big beefs. 
Hold up. Oh, we're Googling it. Well, yeah, we're finding out what to Rye McGuire, <laughs> which is what the autocorrect did. Um, 46 years old. 46. Wow, I was spot on. So by the time his next standalone Spider-Man film comes out, he will be 50. It's going to come out in four years? You think they got one immediately ready to go? It's going to take two years to make it. That's true. But they might be working on it concurrently so they can get it out like the next year to profit off the hype. I feel like two years after introduction is a little slow. I, I suppose. And it's not like Sony works that hard on their movies, so it seems like they could crap one out in a couple of years. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they are doing the Venom or the Venom with uh, Venom Let There Be Carnage, which uh, yeah. I'm sure we'll see opening night and then discuss. With Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson as Carnage. What does I your do dad like think him. about that, Ellie? With, oh, he was excited about Definitely it. Definitely excited. He, he was very, because we watched Venom, and we had never, neither of us had seen Venom before. And my dad was very like, okay, you got to get ready for the end credit scene. You got to get ready for right. this. Jordan, my new goal for this podcast, I want you with Ellie's father to just rewatch Incredible Hulk, just the two of you, and record all of your commentary throughout. I don't even need to be featured on the app. I want that released, and I think that will be my favorite podcast episode of anything ever. Right. No, my dad was very disappointed to realize that the new Venom movie was not out on Father's Day weekend. Did they push it back? No, he was just convinced that it would be out because he saw a commercial for it. And it doesn't come out until September. Oh, and he just assumed that it would randomly (laughs) be that day? He just assumed that it was out, yeah. If there's commercials, it must be out. (laughs) I mean, you would think, but... I mean, I could see his logic there. I used to think that way when I was a child, for sure. But it, and it's okay. We saw, the, we saw the hitman's wife's bodyguard instead, and that was oh, a, an wow. experience. Yeah. Jordan, what did you think of that? I thought that it had fun stunts. Uh, and that means like, he hated it. At, at, at least a handful of funny lines over the course of the two-hour film. <laughs> Uh, it was, it was okay. I, I I would not watch it twice, but for like sitting in a in a movie theater munching on popcorn, uh-huh. it's an okay flick. I uh, recently, as I don't know if I mentioned on the last step, I became a manager of a movie theater once again mm-hmm. uh, after a year off due to COVID, and that has been here. We have some contract like they're like you have if you have our movie, you have to show it for like four weeks, and obviously. Yeah. Howard ticket like, sales. I feel like the Violet Crown does not attract the audience that wants to see that film. You are not mistaken because <laughs> that is we've had Cruella and A Quiet Place Two outsell this movie week after week, and those uh, have been out since May. Uh, yeah, it is. Have you wild. seen Cruella? Yeah, uh, not all of it, um, but I, yeah. I do. I have seen most of it at this point from just watching it, and I'll watch like ten minutes and yeah, just is when it, I'm doing my rounds. Is it the Disney Joker? Yes. Yeah, that's a very good uh, metaphor or yeah. uh, comparison. But it's uh, the soundtrack is really great. That's kind of what made me want to watch it in the first place. Huh. Um, listen to the soundtrack, and then if you're not sold... I mean, it's it's just a fun movie. Like That's that's really what it is at the end of the day. It's kind of long. It's like two and a half hours, which... That seems like overkill for <laughs> yeah. such a silly premise. <laughs> a little bit. And then I heard, I haven't seen this part, but apparently, like, her mother is murdered by Dalmatians at the start of the film. Yes. And that's what sends her down this wild road. Mm-hmm. Um, which I have not seen that part. But uh, Ellie is nodding as if she knows that this is how her origin She starts. hasn't seen it. I've heard it. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen it on Twitter? Yeah. Can confirm. Can confirm. Um, 
but yeah hitman's wife's bodyguard I, that was in the theater and i was just like you know who would love this movie jordan mm-hmm. we should get him up here to see it also uh i guess we can do a little hype for black widow our first marvel movie that we get to discuss in about two years i think yeah. it is exactly two years spider-man no way home came out on the 4th of july and for those of you at home we're recording this on the 3rd of july two years after the release of far from home yeah now that, that's a pretty wild two years pretty <laughs> giant leap mm-hmm. uh, i am looking forward to it though because i love david harbour he's cool mm-hmm. yeah i like uh florence Pugh. Yep. Obviously, like Scarlett Johansson and Obviously. you know her portrayal of the character, and then yeah. I I couldn't name the last actress, but I recognize her from other, Rachel other stuff. Weiss from the yes. Mummy fame. Ah, mm-hmm. I did not know that's where she's from. I did recognize her name once you said it. I would never have been able to come up with it though. She's in other stuff. Oh, she's in the favorite, I think. Ah, Is okay. That her? I knew I'd seen her in something recently. I'm pretty sure she's in the favorite. And recently is in the last five years, I yeah, guess. <laughs> more more importantly, The Mummy. Yeah. Um, so, Ellie, where does your... How, name your top three MCU movies. Like, I just want to get a, get a list or an okay. idea of where your my, opinions are. My top three MCU... Um, the first, Spider-Man. Okay, Homecoming? Yes, I really Great choice. that one. Um, hmm. I gotta think about this take your time i'm gonna it's put important. ant-man in there i really love ant-man i know that's a controversial pick jordan does too he loves ant-man he loves the bug <laughs> ones <laughs> i i think ant-man is almost great like uh, it, it, it it just it, has these weak it, like it's the only time it's weak is when when it returns to formula and i think if edgar wright had stayed on as director it would have done that less and it i think that's really the thing that Bugs me about Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Edgar Bugs Wright me. wasn't. Edgar Wright was not going to let that scene with Falcon in the movie at all. Mm. Len, that's an we okay needed that. scene. I mean, that's definitely not one of the weaker scenes in the movie. The weaker scenes are just, I think, where once he relinquished control, the person who was given control screwed it up. Um, and also, for the record. I know you had seen this movie in theaters with me before, but when you rewatched it for the podcast, you did watch it at 1.25% speed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't really want to rewatch it that much. <laughs> or, I guess, not percent, X, 1.25 yeah, yeah. times speed. Uh, which you said was a more enjoyable experience for you. It made the dialogue a little snappier. <laughs> it just came at you a little bit quicker. Anyway, um, what's your third favorite? My third, third favorite? favorite? Probably Civil War. Yeah, my number two. Great yeah, choice. I, re- I really like Civil War. I know it's oh. a very eclectic trio that I've selected, but that is that's pretty all over the place. But I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. it. I I love <laughs> when anyone comes on this show and tells me like a new opinion because I think it's like a twenty three way tie. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, so I love when anyone defends any of these movies that aren't conventional go to. I just think that Ant Man is fun. I watched yeah. that movie and just had a lot of fun. No, and, I, and like I like the last fight scene with the train set. Like that's yeah. that's really yes, imaginative and the and big clever. and it blows up. Yes, I loved that. The only problem with those movies is just the like the dialogue. Whenever they're trying to science around some stuff, like I just wish they would somehow avoid that more because they love to talk about their pim particles and the molecular <laughs> boop boop boop. You should understand it, science, honey. Yeah, where I come from, magic and science are the same. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
so and this is also, I guess, a good segue into the show we're here to talk about because uh, the Timekeepers mm-hmm. are started. I did some research. Um, Kang the Conqueror apparently, in some strain of the comics, invented the TVA. Yes. And uh, for those at home who don't know, Kang the Conqueror is who they are setting up to be the next big bad. He is a futuristic. I don't know if he's a robot or like a human. But he's, like, from the year 6000, and he comes back in time to conquer mm-hmm. multiple worlds and timelines. And what's-her-face, that judge who talks to Owen Wilson in Rinslayer. the show. Rinslayer. Yes. She is his girlfriend in the comics. Okay. Um, which Jordan Jordan is nodding in approval. He knows mm-hmm. all this. No, I just, I think that's an interesting, why, the connection. Does that make, because she's really friendly with Mobius. Yes. Is, what if Mobius was gang? No, <laughs> that doesn't make no any way. sense at no, all. Well, because they've already, already they, cast so, Kang. Yeah, do you as, not, Was it Owen Wilson? Because if it's so, I bet it's the same character. No, you, Jonathan Majors is going to play Kang in the yes. next Who's Ant-Man. Jonathan Majors? He's in... Uh, oh, God. Um, hold on. I'm going to pull this up. I just had someone ask me this the other day. Uh, and he, he he's in Majors. a lot of stuff. You know him. Mm. I think. I think you know him. I hope you know him. He's in a Lovecraft country. Um, oh, I haven't seen that. Did you see The Last Black Man in San Francisco? That was good. No, I didn't. Okay. Um, Here, wait, I'll look him up while y'all keep talking about oh, he, the, the Renslayer and he's in the five. He's in the Five Bloods as well. Hmm. Um, the last Chadwick Boseman film. Um, so, yes, he's going to be in Ant-Man 3 Quantumania, and I'm curious mm-hmm. if they're going to introduce him at the end of this show or not. I could definitely see it as a the last post credit scene because they always like to give you a really juicy morsel mm-hmm. that yeah. that goes broader on the last one yes. like because because the in credit scenes now are like mm-hmm. to tease the next couple episodes right. but once you get yeah. to the end of the series it's like here's the big breadcrumb for the overarching thing. yeah which that would make sense because they've announced a season two of loki mm. so uh, they don't have they don't exciting. have to tie up all their loose ends at the end like they did for wandavision hmm that is interesting. So I maybe know they, yeah. So maybe they, they wouldn't even two. reveal it within the context, but there would be an end credit scene at the very end. I hmm. yeah. I I know that they cast him for Ant Man, and I think speculation was like, oh, this is the first time he's going to be seen. Mm-hmm. Maybe like they. I'm thinking what will happen is kind of like uh, that Mephisto tease in WandaVision where you just see a statue or you see the book that yes. you think is Mephisto. It'll just be like a statue of Kang the Conqueror and the uh, Renslayer will be like, he's coming or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that you don't have to guess. actually get the actor in. Or Correct. you can just get her like a mm-hmm. message from him. Yeah. Like, like on her you know little mm-hmm. smartphone mm-hmm. TVA yes. thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. I do. Speaking of in credit scenes, I have to ask, did y'all see where Disney Plus silently changed yes. the end credit scene of WandaVision. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm I, I texted Jordan about it. This. I texted Jordan about it and he was like, I didn't know oh, you knew Marvel about it. I yeah. saw that sitting on this couch and I thought, should I tell Jordan about this? And I thought, <laughs> I Jordan probably won't care about this. <laughs> so. I wonder if you thought about telling him at the same time I texted him and you just got bombarded with this. Well, there was the one time, time, was it whenever they had a trailer at the Super Bowl? And we both texted you at the exact same time. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. Super Bowl trailer for what? Or, or for... Was it, it wasn't Super Bowl. It was on some award show. 
the yeah. Oscars. Something I wouldn't have been watching. WandaVision was trailer. Oh, the Academy oh, okay. Awards? Or what? Or Golden Globes or something? Okay, something sure. Watching. Some A WandaVision trailer drop. Yeah. <laughs> that, wow. I'm so glad. Now Jordan is going to have all the more reason to just see surrounding himself <laughs> with all these people who like Marvel. Yeah. Well, she the, hadn't even seen all the Marvel films, though. We had to go back and watch a couple. No, because my father picks and chooses. Oh, also talk about your Endgame experience. Oh, oh yes, yes. I Jordan says you have a great Endgame story. I want to hear. Endgame experience. Yes. So whenever Endgame came out, I was actually in Madrid, Spain, for two weeks visiting my best friend who had okay was working there for a year. And she speaks Spanish. And she speaks Spanish. She speaks. Did very you are, had you already seen Infinity War? Like you I had read yes. To, Okay. Yes. So I had seen that, but I Endgame had just came out, and I was there. And her name's Kim. She says I want to see Endgame, and I say okay. Had she seen Infinity? She had not seen any of the MCU. (laughs) Insanity. Any of them. She had just. She wanted to see it. She was like, and like her uh, boyfriend at the time was a very big fan of these movies, but she had just, you know, just been listening to him talk about it. So she wanted to see it. So we said, okay. So we go to the movie theaters. We get sat down. The movie is in Spanish. Like, it's okay. completely in Spanish. I mean, I, I guess that makes sense, even though it's... Wait, so is it dubbed? Is it subtitled? It has... It's dubbed. I just, I didn't know what was going on. I think it might have had subtitles, but it was hard to, like, do both at the same time. So okay. she was sitting next to me having to explain what they were saying. And then she would ask oh my me, God. who's that person? Who's that person? Why did they do that? Why did oh they do God, this? Who's this this is a super? nightmare. It, it was. And I was eating my hot dog and I was just having a great time. A Spanish hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally, I cannot, I, I talk about on the Infinity War podcast of like being so, I had like a huge stomach virus the week before mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm going to go into this movie, like bring a diaper, bring a trash can, like whatever, <laughs> and I'm going to watch Infinity War. Right. Like I cannot imagine being in your shoes for that experience. It that was so sounds, fun. That, yeah. It was so fun. And then <laughs> I finally watched it with Jordan mm-hmm. for the first time in English. And much and better, like, right? Oh, this makes sense. Oh, this makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah. I really like the fact that she had to ask you while translating. Like you each have information you have exactly. to give each other. One person yes. knows the MCU. One person knows <laughs> Spanish, but neither knows both. <laughs> that is hilarious uh, and also terrifying. But yeah. I, I'm that is a that's a very awesome story. So you never. But you never, like, returned home. You were like, oh, I know how it ends. Like, you weren't immediately rushing to see it. No, because I remember it came out. Did it end with him going, like, Miyamo Iron Man? I think it did. <laughs> something like that. But I remember the movie came out in the middle of the semester, like, towards the end of the semester. And I was very busy because I'm a PhD student and I teach and all these things. Sure, okay. sure. So I never got to see it, and all this time passed, and I still hadn't seen it, and then I was in Spain, and I guess that had been enough time for them to dub it, and there it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, and and then Jordan was just like, hey, you know what? Endgame's pretty good in English. Yeah. Well, and then, what else did we rewatch? Cause you, we, had you not seen Ragnarok? I We watched a couple films leading up, or Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange Doctor was Strange. one that, but we sat and we rewatched all of the Avengers movies. Yeah. All the way through, plus uh, which I think that featured on the podcast when I was doing it. I mentioned yes. that I was rewatching the Avengers. Mm-hmm. You did mention that. So yeah, to build up, we just watch Avengers one, two, oh. which uh, I oh, did awful. awful. <laughs> oh, you don't like Ultron? 
that movie made no sense. I wouldn't Wait. say it made no sense. I was just it was just action. It was no, so much action no, that it was the desensitizing. Fact that Iron Man is just back when in the previous movie he was no longer Iron Man and then all of a sudden he's just Iron Man again? He was no no no. He's always <laughs> Iron Man. The last line in Iron Man three is I am Iron Man. No, and but whether he gets or not rid of all needs... the stuff, where'd he get the stuff? Throughout he always has stuff. He's a billionaire playboy. He has suits under no. the ground that I, this come is, out. This is the plot hole that... The overarching theme with Iron Man's character is he's constantly, like, in Civil War, he gave it up. He's like, Pepper told me to stop, and I didn't. And here I am wearing a regular suit, not I, an Iron Man suit. I get then, that this is your fantasy, Cade, but it's, no. It's, it's my reality. <laughs> uh, that's just his overarching, you know, he has suits, burns them. He's uh, in a very will I won't I relationship with his suit. He really is. They're the Ross and Rachel of the MCU. <laughs> yeah, and his every every suit. movie starts like and with him and Pepper jogging in Infinity War. She's like, "You gonna give up your suits?" He's like, "Yeah, I gave them up. Except I got like this one, just this one super awesome yeah. one. But that's the only one I have. I, it's he's kind of like a drug dealer or a is drug this uh, addict." On this podcast, you just make up things that you wanted to see in these. Movies? <laughs> I am defending this with really, really <laughs> intense logic. <laughs> I've seen all of these movies so many times. It definitely... The third one did end, though, on him. Like, I'm going to st- take a step back from Iron Man for a while. But he and can't it, get out of the game. But he never explained... Like, he's just back in it. If you watch it... If you watch all these five times, it makes sense. I think you just get so much brain mush that anything makes sense at that point. I mean... Well, so he also... Uh, in <laughs> Endgame... I'm trying to think when was... Because, yeah. I mean, it's literally some... It's like... Uh, a drug addict being like, yeah, I'm off heroin. I'm not going to do the Iron Man suits again. And then at, in the end game, like, he finds out time travel and he's like, I can't sleep at night. That's just his addiction to these Iron Man suits coming back at him. He's like, I need to have the suit. And then he finally gets the suit, kills Thanos. And then Pepper's like, you can finally sleep now. And he doesn't need the suit because he's dead. I don't think, but he did die in a suit. So he, he did was die never without suit. one. No, well, that's kind of like a heroin addict dies with a needle in their arm. Hmm, that's sad. I, hey, Tony Stark doesn't lead a necessarily happy life of a billionaire playboy. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, should we talk about Loki? Yeah, I guess we should. So what happened in episode two? Uh, so episode two uh, was the one where you're still finding out Lady Loki is in existence. Or hmm. she, you think it's Loki because it's a Loki variant. So Owen Wilson at the end of one says... Hey, we're hunting you, by the way. And then you see Green Hooded. Um, the episode starts at that Renaissance mm-hmm. Fair in Wisconsin. Right, right. With holding out for a hero. Mm-hmm. I figured you were very much into that scene. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Ellie, what's your stance on Bonnie Tyler? Oh, I love that song. Um, I'm okay. very into Drag Race, and they do that song a lot. So it gives me more feelings. Okay. Oh, we never <laughs> touched in... Jordan said he would return t- uh, uh, yeah. to discuss RuPaul's Drag Race, and uh, he did not on the last episode. Because it was the, the finale. It was the finale. It? Uh, Simone won, and that's fine. <laughs> I wanted Rosé to win, but to be fair, she did bad on that kind of last night. Well, she sprained she, her ankle. Yeah, sorry. And was doing her little She dance. did do bad, though, because her sprained <laughs> ankle. She couldn't really dance. Not uh, ideal. And then, is there? Do I have any other opinions related to Drag Race? Well, we wa- well, I watched the Brady Bunch thing. You thought that was interesting, right? But I didn't. I didn't say I was going to tease. They did a Brady Bunch special, <laughs> but it was people in drag. 
But with what? some of the Wait. cast of the original Brady Bunch. Oh, really? That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It was very fun. <laughs> Wait, so, but all these kids are like 70. Well, so yes. it was only the boys are the only ones that returned. And then the female characters were played by uh, people in drag from like Drag Race. Were they younger or older? older? I mean, I mean, the guy that played the youngest brother had a full-on gray beard. <laughs> okay. It was wonderful, but they were. It was not a joke. It was not satire. They just did it as seriously as possible to the source material. Is uh, Daddy Brady still alive? No. no, the oldest brother played the dad. Okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm unfamiliar with a lot of the Brady Bunch lore post yes. whatever, like that first couple seasons. Have you ever seen a very Brady movie or the sequel, the Brady, the 90s Brady movie? I, my mom really loved the Brady Bunch, so it was always on the TV growing up, but I, I don't No, no, remember. but the Brady Bunch movie was like a satire of mm-hmm. the Brady Bunch. Then maybe not. It was, it was kind of like... Um, it's in 1995. It's like a kind of a spoof movie, but it's pretty good. I like the uh, 90s Brady Bunch movie. Well, if it gets the Jordan seal of approval. Yeah. I mean, it's silly. Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of in like a, it's not nearly this good, but kind of in a wet, hot American summer way. Mm-hmm. It's kind of oh, like wow. that kind High of tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. I know. That's why as I don't want to give it. As good as wet, hot American is summer. Is specifically what I'm not saying. <laughs> <laughs> but a humor in a similar style done to not quite the same standard. I see. Yeah. Um, so, also in episode, episode two, uh, Loki ruins Mobius's salad, which was, I loved that yes. whole sequence. Um, Owen Wilson is really killing it in this show. Yeah. No, he's a great actor. He needs to be in everything. Yeah. Um, also in this episode, so that's when Loki realizes that the variant is killing and kidnapping TVA agents and is hiding in natural disasters mm-hmm. to or apocalypses to avoid getting caught mm-hmm. which is a pretty clever caveat because it it sets up the rest of the series to have sequences like the one in episode three where they're yes. on a dying planet because that's where they're going to hide everywhere so you're constantly putting them into these big action scenarios which mm-hmm. is cool yes for sure um and then i believe episode two and oh well the hurricane in alabama how did that feel jordan (laughs) i mean i've lived through it so i know firsthand not this one though apparently no this one was in the future wasn't it 2050 yeah so i haven't been to that one that hurricane but in 2005 and 2004 Mm -hmm. do you ever do you ever plan to return to alabama Uh, i think probably about 2049 i think i'll move down (laughs) to the coast (laughs) um uh, Ellie, what is your stance of Loki, like, the first episode? We didn't get your take. Jordan re- loves it. Oh, wait. Did I actually review it at the end? Did I put yeah, Avengers I, at the table? I'm pretty sure. I don't, I don't know why you wouldn't. That, but I, I, I'm I, pretty sure we did. Okay. Okay. Just checking. Mm-hmm. I just have no idea what your two Avengers were, like mm-hmm. mine. Neither do I. But I think I did Lady Sif, which is fun, because she comes <laughs> yeah. up again. Yeah. Uh, Ellie, sorry to cut you off. What is your stance on loki no i thoroughly enjoyed it however i did have a lot of qualms with the mechanics of how the removal of loki from the timeline worked okay that really bothered me for a few days afterwards okay jordan had to listen to me i just saved iron man in his suit flawless defense (laughs) lawyer uh marvel lawyer uh i'm happy to help you out with any timeline questions okay okay listen to this listen to this this is my problem great so (laughs) 
they are mad. Keep in mind, time is a flat circle. Okay, yes. But they, they are showing Loki as the uh, uh, how things are supposed to go in the sacred timeline. Yes, okay? yes, yes. And yes. they're saying, like, there's the argument being made that, like, the Avengers had to do all these things to save yes. Earth and Endgame, whatever. But doesn't Loki getting the Tesseract and escaping... Yep. Isn't that a necessary step for what actually unfolded? How can those events that we saw in Endgame not be variant events? Because when Endgame happened, he didn't get away. But he did get away. No. Because it, he got after... away and then they had to go and do the other things. Yeah, I need a whiteboard. But basically, it's like, flatline, Loki gets arrested in 2012 after the Avengers, and that heads leads to the events of thanos getting it uh and then they go back in time and i understand like that's a little confusing that it was supposed to happen or that the tva but also the tva is like robots whatever we find out in episode four so i'm curious what that i i think how this works is that in marvel time travel if you go back in the past and do something it doesn't update future events because like in yeah in uh back to That's the future mm-hmm. like you know that he has the picture and his parents fade or whatever mm-hmm. yes. but i think somehow marvel even if you go back in time time just moves forward and it doesn't retcon your future which that. also has its own problems because like like what if i had let's say i have a tesseract and then okay. i go i go two minutes in the future and then i go just by standard time travel, which is, you know, the speed we're moving now. <laughs> so I go two minutes in the future, and then I go back in two minutes, and I take the Tesseract for myself, and then I bring it back to the w- one that I just yes. left on my table. Now I'd have two yes. Tesseracts, because this okay. one wouldn't disappear because I took it from my past mm-hmm. self. So you could yeah. replicate Tesseracts if you could time travel. Well, that's why What's-His-Face has a drawer full of Infinity Stones. Right, or that's just from all the different little variants. Yeah. Uh, so it's part of their so, job keeping act, extra t- uh, Infinity Stones out of the universe. I yeah, I would think so. That yeah. seems to be because that. Why else would you have all those the drawer full of them? I think it's natural though. I mean, I think your 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 qualms with it are right because it doesn't make sense. But I think that's kind of a caveat of the time travel genre but, in general. It can't make sense. But here's but. here's what I have had a realization of <laughs> after okay. watching episode three. Okay, okay. okay. is that. I don't think the sacred timeline exists. I think that they're just plucking people that they want and calling them variants. So you think they don't have control over the multiverse at all? They just are using that as an excuse to arrest people? Yes. Like, I'm starting to think that it might be a little something like that, that they are very selectively picking people that they are wanting to be TVA agents. And they have a different agenda entirely. Yes. So, like, they're just working for Kang. They say they're the TVA, but really they're removing people that are dangerous to Kang. Yes. I think Kang is the TVA since the timekeepers are all robots. <gasps> like, that was all... <laughs> yeah. uh, like, that reveal, which also you kind of predicted during episode one, you're like, maybe they're... It's a pump fake, like Mandarin and Iron mm-hmm. Man 3. Um... Which I could totally see Kang giving, what's her face, Renslayer, like, rule over the TVA. And now she's, like, she just kind of treats it as, yeah, like, just her playground for 
removing people that she wants and manipulating time travel and stuff. I thought the uh, effect they did with the uh, Time Lords was very good, though. Like, because mm-hmm. they, they looked just the right amount of off mm-hmm. that you knew something yeah. was screwy with them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. they look kind of good, but you're like, this, what? That's, yeah. That wouldn't <laughs> look like, if Marvel was really putting effort into it, it wouldn't look like that. They, they look screwy for some reason. It takes a lot of money yeah. to look this cheap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a Chuck E. Cheese band. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had that energy. Hall of Presidents. <laughs> um, and the end of the episode, so I'm also trying to figure out i think it's either lady loki or because she's a loki variant but i thought this whole time she was enchantress which Mm -hmm. is basically female loki from the comics uh and they use the word she enchanted him Mm -hmm. or enchanted me Hmm. and her name is sylvie which is the name of enchantress in the comics Mm -hmm. but she's a loki variant uh and for like some credit thing called her enchantress and then another credit thing called her lady loki or something like that so maybe they're meshing the two like it's mcu is just one and the same Mm -hmm. Um, seems reasonable but also in the comics enchantress is more of like a puppet for loki to control and she sylvie definitely seems like she's her own woman wait so in in the comics loki is the pawn of someone no enchantress is, is like he he inhabits a human body and oh. she just uses that magic like it affects her in a different way and she like can mind control people and stuff okay yeah this does seem like a mcuification of that like yeah. like just bringing in this character without bringing in that lore which they like to do sometimes so and also what did you think of the reveal that is a, it is a female loki mm, i mean i thought it was interesting i don't know i guess i wasn't like dumbfounded by it mm-hmm. like it was just like given given the ridiculousness of the rest of the series up to that point <laughs> i was like okay mm-hmm. <laughs> i like the little wave she did before she walked into the portal mm. and then loki chased after that was very i do not remember that specifically <laughs> so i can't comment on whether or not i enjoyed that way <laughs> that was i don't know if that was the actress's decision or the director but oh i thought that was the perfect like l- later loser we're going to mess with time. Hop in. So, do, um, so let's get to the events of episode three, I guess. Hold on. Well, Unless yeah, we episode to... two ended, and I just had uh, an epiphany today. So episode two ended with all the timelines branching off. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought, like, oh, this is how the multiverse is created. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a whole bunch of different timelines branching out. And then that really did not become a problem, like, later on in the show. Uh, and I was like, what happened to this? Why didn't they address this? And then I realized, um, I watched like, I saw this thing on the internet that explains all of the major disasters or the locations that it said that all the branches were splitting off into. And it comes up with like all the locations were there and people like nerds like myself zoomed in on them. And like, it was, uh, Titan was one of them nowhere. And then he like breaks down. This is what could have happened. Like, titan could have gone into drought and famine mm-hmm. around this time uh so i think that that branch off like launched a whole bunch of other mcu events like thanos murdering half of his people to save them uh and stuff like that so i don't think that that timeline split off is going to be a problem moving forward it just affected the past because you no know, time works differently in the tva that's my guess anyway hmm. i don't know if you have a take on that I don't know. Yeah, it's so weird to keep track of Marvel time stuff for the reasons 
Ellie pointed out earlier and mm-hmm. that even us explaining it, like it's not, it isn't, it doesn't actively update or whatever, like we're saying. So a bunch of things can happen in the past and the future can remain unchanged. I am curious how much of this will be just like, oh, it was a prank. It was Agatha all along kind of deal. Where <laughs> yeah. It's just like, well, is and he that's, going... That, that's like, what would make sense if, uh, if the... Uh, what one of y'all was saying earlier about the fact that the TVA isn't actually... Like, there's more than yeah. one timeline and they're just pretending there's one timeline to exercise yes. control over people. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is my guess as well Hmm. i think ellie came up with that but i'll take credit for it It, and Um, maybe the uh agatha all along will just be that little clock cartoon oh miss minutes oh yeah we haven't talked about miss minutes oh we whenever we rewatched the first thor i was convinced for a solid 20 minutes that the t-shirt that uh jane foster wears at the end of that movie had miss minutes on it but it was a different cartoon. No, but I was very convinced. And I was like, what a twist that would be. <laughs> MCU's Jane a genius. Foster. They put it all the way back here. <laughs> what if Jane Foster is master of the TVA? Oh. Yeah. And that's how they introduce her for Love and Thunder. Oh. Could you imagine? I would love to see her brought in. Like, she is coming mm-hmm. back, though, isn't she? She's she's going to be the Thunder. new Thor. She's Thor the Mighty mm-hmm. in Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. So she'll, and then I guess and what's Fat Thor will retire. Although he looks built. Have you seen photos of Chris Hemsworth like working out for this movie? No. It's funny. Oh, I d- we did watch another Chris Hemsworth movie, though. Um, what was that? You didn't really watch it. Um, it was... Uh, uh, I think it came out in 2019. Oh, yeah. On Netflix. Uh, and it was like a movie about him oh, going and extracting yeah. this kid. Extraction. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Extraction. Um, I watched that, and that was pretty good. But he looks skinny there. Like, I mean... He'd be muscly if I saw him in person, mm-hmm. like as another yeah. human to human. But knowing yeah. how jacked he's been for Thor, he looked quite skinny yeah. in that role. Maybe he filmed his parts like four years prior. He's probably just like, just... you know, whenever MCU comes knocking, he gets on the juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steroids yeah. up. I mean, it works. Yeah. It definitely works He looks for good. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited to see him in Star-Lord's chemistry because I doubt that Chris, Chris Pratt has been working out as much. Mm. I feel like Taika Waititi would just be like, gain a little weight. I think it'll be funnier if you're fat. <laughs> like Mac um, and Always Sunny. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that would be fat Star-Lord in Thor Love and Thunder. I would love that. Yeah. Um, so that's episode two of Loki. All right, let's get. Let's, uh, we gotta hit these uh, next two. I mean, we got, we got, uh, we got plenty of time. Uh, you know, this is gonna be a three-hour app, I believe, right? Uh, probably Maybe. not. <laughs> um, so, Lamentus, this was kind of. What did you think about this episode before we talk about it? I just want your initial reaction. I thought it was pretty solid, because um, you just get. It's really just all about developing the chemistry between. Loki and Sylvie. Yes. That is the entire was, goal. To me, this was a step down from the first two just because they were so jam-packed with a whole bunch of new MCU stuff, and this was more of a bottle episode. Yeah, it had less of the mechanics, too, which I think is the most compelling thing right now, and that was kind of WandaVision, too, is a lot of the series you spend thinking, how is this happening? Yeah. Like, how, in WandaVision's case, it's like, well, how is she in a show? Like, what does that mean? How do the mechanics yeah. of that possibly work? Um, and this is the same, except for it's the TVA. Like, well, how does the TVA actually, like, well, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. 
Like, yeah. is are they doing what they say they're doing? Like all these things. And so yeah. that that episode did not move that forward very much. So it was yeah. a little frustrating in that aspect. It was good if you just want to see Loki banter around. Yeah, um, I did like when he got drunk and he smashed the glass. Yeah. He's like another, just like Thor right. in Thor 1. That was a fun callback. So it was solid. I enjoyed it. But it, yeah, it, it was not the one of the stronger episodes of the series thus far. And there's also no Mobius. Like, it's just the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it ends like there's, it's kind of just like a, I mean, obviously, you know, they're going to get out. But at the end of that episode, you don't because it's like, oh, we screwed up. We dropped the time thing. And then uh, the meteor shower is coming yeah which for us we watched them back to back so we didn't get to linger uh, on that like oh no are they going to to wait a whole week (laughs) also how are they planning on charging that thing did they have a cord uh technology or electricity moves differently in the future yeah Uh, in the tva on this planet. also another thought about the future is they've only taken us so forward forward as like 2070 i believe or twelve, so yeah, that hurricane was twenty fifty, and Lamentus was twenty seventy seven. Yeah, and we talked about this how that's oh, okay. not that future forward. Oh no! Like, like, like especially yeah. if you're just randomly like, say uh, you had a button that took you to a random place in the cosmos or a random part yeah. of the timeline. There's thirteen billion years from the beginning mm-hmm. of time to mm-hmm. now, and they yep. happen to hit just forty years later, which also kind of suggests maybe. The TVA doesn't have quite the rain they say mm-hmm. they do. Like mm-hmm. maybe they only they have a much more limited time travel technology. Mm-hmm. If they're I only think just around. all the, I think all the interesting stuff just happens in on Earth in from the year two thousand to twenty one hundred. Except certainly in Marvel, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, also you don't want like. You don't want Loki to end up in World War II and affect those events somehow. Well, but time doesn't... It would only affect that timeline. I don't know. It's so weird, yeah. How uh, would he affect it? I, I Maybe not even affect, but also just like put Loki and Hitler in a room. That's not going to be like very family-oriented. No. Loki would not have very uh, good takes about On... a, a lot of Earth tragedies, I bet. Because no, yeah. cause he's a well, god he and he doesn't, he doesn't find... yeah. Yeah, so you can't put those two in a room together. Hmm. Um, so that's pretty much episode three. That was. Oh, yeah, and you but... find out that they're both by, which is kind of mm-hmm. interesting for Disney to have. Oh done. yeah, which I don't know why the inner. I had always assumed Loki was by. I don't know if I didn't. Tom Hiddleston like... say something about that like a couple of years well, ago. Yeah, like I I think he is in the comics, mm-hmm. and also just like he's a shapeshifter. Like he can create an illusion an image of whoever he wants so i would assume and he's a trickster i would assume he would trick both sexes to fall in love with him and get what he wants yeah like that was not i don't know why the internet was like freaking out yeah. about it but, i mean but, it's it's i guess the just the idea of having an official bi character mm-hmm. in a disney property mm-hmm. is still somewhat unexpected though at the same time it is a little bit like i don't know if you saw like so there was all the pride month stuff going on Mm-hmm. last month and the internet started it seemed to kind of turn around on it like okay corporations yeah you're, yeah, not, you're yeah. not our friends like chill. <laughs> yeah it took a year yeah um but i mean that surely was not timed for pride month no gender i think this was just the first early. opportunity they could have brought it up really mm-hmm. like it would have been weird in the first avengers to be like by the way <laughs> oh by the way i'm taking over new york 
and I'm by. Although I will say, get used to it. I don't know. It is a little bit of a cop out by Disney in that regard because it's like, yeah, they're getting the credit for having a bi character, but they're not showing him engaged in those yeah, activities. I I think we're a few years away. Uh-huh. But I think yeah, we'll yeah. It's just. I also think, I mean, the other criticism you could give them is that they did it in a show and not a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, as if they were, like, maybe... I am not here to criticize Marvel, because yeah. they have done everything <laughs> perfectly. But also, in Endgame, one, uh, Joe or Anthony Russo, I always get them confused, but in that scene where Captain America is doing grief counseling, and he's talking about a date he had with a man. So that was, mm-hmm. I think, like, the first gay, mm-hmm. like confirmed gay character in mm-hmm. this franchise i would guess right like actively i'm trying to think of anyone before that but that was seemingly progressive at the time too i just remember watching endgame and being like wow like and that was 2019 so it was two years ago which isn't that far off but it seems like a lot has happened in the past two years mm-hmm. for progression and stuff uh yeah I, but it, i just remember that moment thinking like this is seems like a big step mm-hmm I also think Even because that. people spent so much time on the internet over the past year yeah. that to some extent, some people who didn't spend as much time on the internet before the pandemic were exposed to some ideas by mm. having to be on the internet all the time yeah. that they hadn't yeah. have been as exposed to before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do think that it feels a little passe that like two years ago, it felt like it was at least some kind of a deal, but now it feels like, Oh, what? Disney's still catching up to this, which <laughs> yeah. Disney is definitely, there's definitely that aspect. Even if they had done it in 2010, it, they're still kind of catching up to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. But I mean, also Disney owns the world. So yeah. eventually, no, Disney we'll just all, Disney walks gotta move along. only as fast as they possibly, like they, they go as slow as they possibly can without getting criticized for it. And yes, they still get criticized correct. for it, but not by the by and large to the public. But well, I, I mean that whole James Gunn nonsense was just like I didn't. We've talked about this on the podcast yeah. several mm-hmm. times. But uh, him getting fired and then DC being like, "Oh, you don't want this great director? We'll take him." And yeah. then now we have the Suicide Squad coming out, and then he ends up doing Guardians Three anyway. Which now I have to wait an extra three years for that movie just because some PR guy. Just because the like, mouse. Oh. <laughs> Mickey, I South Park's portrayal of Mickey Mouse. There's a lot yeah. of things where South Park just like hit the button. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of things where they didn't, but <laughs> still, every once in a while, I think of how they represent, like one of their representations of the game. That's always it. I feel like every oh, time great. I saw the Mickey Mouse on South Park, I've always thought of Mickey a little bit differently because I'm like, yeah, they are just like a soulless blood sucking corporation at the end of the day, <laughs> huh? They, did you see the vaccination special? No. Oh, it was really great. It's the recurring joke. It's just, you know, a parody of modern life with the vaccine and everything. And all the old people were getting vaccinated first. So all these young kids are, like, staring at these old people in young, um, you know, cars. And they're just driving around. They're like, hey, losers, we're going to the club. And then they just, like, all these doing all these things old people would never do because they've been vaccinated. Yeah. They can go into the world. It's amazing. Check it out. Uh, Loki episode four. four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is pretty on or par for the course for this show. <laughs> Sidetracks. Um, so they immediately get saved at the beginning of episode four. Okay. And then 
Mobius leaves Loki in that time loop where Lady Sif continually kicks him in the balls, which was amazing. That was hilarious. Mm -hmm. I also like the return of Lady Sif. That was great because she wasn't in Ragnarok. Um, She's apparently in some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes. She is, yes. But I have not watched that, so uh, it's apparently not canon anymore. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is it? It is not. They're removing that from the... Just because they went to space and Ghost Rider was in it. There's like a whole bunch of stuff they want to do fresh in the MCU. Hmm. But they're also talking about those Marvel uh, Netflix shows are also not really canon. Mm -hmm. But Charlie Cox is coming back as Daredevil, so Mm. take it with a grain of salt. Um, That's the problem with expanding into these like TV shows and stuff. Is if you want to have that tight canon... TV shows can kind of get away from you because yeah. Kevin Feige only has so many minutes in his day to monitor. Well, that, mm-hmm. well that's that why with Modoc, he was just like, this is not canon. From the very yeah. beginning, we're just going to yeah. let you do whatever you want. <laughs> well, because the problem with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was it, the president of, I don't it, it wasn't Fox, but the president of Marvel TV was different from Kevin Feige and Kevin Feige wanted to own it all, which mm-hmm. he should. He Apparently, in an interview uh, recently, he said he rarely leaves the office before midnight. What a day. But, I mean, if you're reading comics and talking about Marvel all day, like, is it really work? I mean, I, you gotta you gotta be impressed a little bit about how he's managed to create this sprawling thing and keep it cohesive. Because, yeah, I mean, like, there are so many movie series that even over a, just a trilogy completely lose the plot. Like uh, like Blade, the Star Wars sequels. Yeah, perhaps. the Star Wars is a great example. That was so <laughs> botched, and that was had more writing on it than the MCU did at the beginning. Um, yeah. Now the MCU has probably more writing on it than Star Wars, but only because oh, they sure. fuck Star They've Wars up so it. bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's kind of unbelievable that other people can botch it this bad, and then Kevin Feige's just over here looking competent. Like he's just yeah. like no, you just you just watch all of them and then you make notes and then you tell people what to do for the next ones so it doesn't go completely batshit off the wall. <laughs> and then the Star <laughs> Wars you... is over there like mm, that doesn't sound right. I think we're gonna get a bunch <laughs> of directors. We're gonna put them in boxes. We're gonna make them have do sequels, but we won't let them tell each other what each other's doing. <laughs> Schrodinger Star Wars. Yeah, Ellie, what is your stance on the new Star Wars trilogy? I am not a Star Wars fan interesting so your father never exposed you to star he is not a star wars fan interesting he's not a star wars fan he's not a star trek fan he just likes his comic books and his wwe wrestling those are his wow all right i really gotta talk to this guy what does he think of the fiend i don't know we sat at was it last week and we watched wwe with yeah i liked it was there a special on uh i think it was just raw live Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, uh, my buddy Marshall, who I've brought up on the show, who hopefully will be a guest in the future, uh, got me really into WWE the past couple of years. It is so much fun to watch. It, it really is. I mean, I only watched this one thing, but it's just so... Theatrical. Exactly. It's so dumb in such a satisfying way. Like, it's turn-your-brain-off entertainment. Yeah. I But I love... And also the character arcs just don't make any sense. Yeah. But uh, it's... it's uh, Wait, so I love how do you keep up with it? Do you watch like most 
things or just watch different I only go to he will have like every time there's a pay-per-view like Hell in a Cell or mm. SummerSlam or Royal Rumble he will have a party and I will go to his house and watch them okay so you just see the big events so you don't see the development correct and then he will walk me through because he watches all of them so <laughs> it's it's like uh, Ellie's translator in Madrid yeah. um, he's walking me through as this happens um, but also their Peacock bought the WWE Network, so all of these events are going to be on Peacock if you have a Peacock subscription. Hmm. And then you'll get Parks and Rec and all these things that we had on Netflix uh, before NBC got greedy. It's okay. We got Paramount Plus. We got Frasier. That's really all we need. Frasier? Oh, if Frasier ever leaves Hulu, I'm going to be really, really upset. Yeah, Ellie's never Unless watched Frasier, but we've, we're in like season two now, but we're mm-hmm. very slowly picking our way through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, oh, wait, so you, at, when did you start though? Frasier? Yeah. The uh, beginning I mean, of our relationship. Yeah, like, <laughs> we watched like two episodes. That is? And then like, there we go a couple weeks and it's just like, we finish another series and like, what are we going to watch in between this next series? We watch a couple episodes of Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> that is, um, yeah, uh, in college, Ellie, I got it. I watched, we watched all of Frasier together. Jordan had already seen it. I had never seen an episode. Mm-hmm. And Jordan roommates, Seth runs into the room and yells, me and Jordan just played Frasier and Jordan lost. And I'm like, what is this game? (laughs) And he's like, whoever laughs the loudest at Frasier's jokes is smarter and therefore therefore wins. So I laughed louder at all of the jokes and I beat Jordan at Frasier. After that, House of Cards was also on. So we would watch two episodes of Frasier a night. An episode of House of Cards, and then House of Cards obviously has less episodes. Right. Uh, and then we watched all of Frasier. And Jordan had a summer class. Mm-hmm. So he, f- we made it halfway through. We made it to like season five. Or no, not even. We finished like season three. Yeah. And then Jordan watched eight seasons by himself <laughs> instead of waiting to return. In a month. Because I was, I was uh, on campus, like alone, with this roommate who had just drink 40s and uh do dip like every night oh, and he would just what a boss. he would just sit there and he'd have like an empty one that he would spit into while he was drinking it from another one uh nice and i was just watching fraser yeah um and then i finished fraser in like october of that year i was watching it all summer though i watched an episode or two and i it was yeah, so it's it's probably my favorite sitcom of all time, I would say. Yeah, no, it's excellent. I, I, I showed you the um, Cabin episode, mm-hmm. which is maybe the best Frasier episode of all time. Mm-hmm. With I, e. say that's, I say that's number two. Number three is the one with Patrick Stewart thinking okay. Frasier's gay. Uh, number oh, we one saw that one? Is... No, no, we saw a different one where Frasier was gay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that season, <laughs> it comes up a lot, yeah. oddly oh, okay. enough. <laughs> Um, Frasier was very progressive. The, like they're doing that in the '90s, and it's never like the joke isn't ever that someone is gay. The no. joke is that Frasier, for whatever reason, doesn't know that someone is thinks he's gay, and he keeps saying things yeah. that encourage them, or he yeah. knows, as in the Patrick Stewart case. But he also yes. is so attracted to the lifestyle that Patrick Stewart has <laughs> that he's like. Have I seen that one? That's season like ten. It's eleven. That just sounds very episodes. familiar to me. Mm. It's a popular episode. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if your father was like, Ellie, after Incredible Hulk, we're going to watch this Frasier <laughs> episode. It's really What's good. your number one then? Season four, episode one, where Daphne's fiance, ex-fiance, comes back into town and they all make up improvised stories about themselves. And he ends up being 
And then uh, Frazier is Niles, Roz is Maris, and uh, <laughs> Marty is this famous astronaut. <laughs> that And they've just all created these backstories and they just keep playing off each other. And it is the best scripted, improvised comedy sitcom episode of all time. wow it's i do not remember that one very well season four episode one watch it today it is amazing it's my favorite yeah we could watch that because uh, the thing about fraser is it, it, you want to watch it in kind of an order because there are some mm-hmm. serialized they're arcs, big overarching but you things. can pick out episodes here and there and it's not a big deal i well you were the one who wanted to jump around i was always like jordan we got to watch it in order and then that's how i parted ways <laughs> Good, good. We're going to get along just fine. <laughs> um, speaking of order, episode order of Loki episode <laughs> four. four is the fourth episode. Maybe we should get back to it. Yeah. Um, okay, so Lady Sif, uh, that was really great. Um, and Loki kind of seems like it gets to him. Like, he seems very defeated at the well, end. Well, how long do you think he was in there? That was a question I asked Jordan. We have no idea if it yeah, was... It's... Time passes differently. Yeah. I imagine it was like less than a day, but several hours. Yeah. Like four hours of of getting slapped and kicked in the nuts over and over Mm -hmm. again. It's kind of like a Black Mirror thing, like uh, the John Hamm episode Mm -hmm. where he's trapped in that room for endless time or Mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, But that was really great. The physical comedy in the show is outstanding. Like, with the salad and all that, and probably just Tom Hiddleston's natural charisma at acting. Yeah, which I wouldn't have necessarily guessed. Like, if you were going to say which of these shows that are coming up on Disney Plus has the most physical comedy, I definitely would have guessed WandaVision because Mm -hmm. of its reliance on old TV tropes. Uh, Which that definitely had some. I thought you were going to say Falcon and Winter Soldier. Just because it's kind (laughs) of bro-y? I I guess. (laughs) That was a joke. Have you seen... Wait... In, in your WWE watching, have you seen oh, that guy God. who's the original bro? I can't remember what his name was. I, I, I have Riddle. I his name know. was Riddle, the original bro. <laughs> I don't I don't know him. Also, Are you watching Current? I, I think that was Current. The last one I watched was January, so it has been a while. Okay, so then maybe he's a new guy. I don't know. But I liked Riddle, the original bro. He was a very good I'll text character. Marshall about him. I'll, I'll get the deets so we can talk about also Riddle. Also, the fact that the his name episode. is Riddle, but he has nothing to do with riddles. It was just about being a bro. <laughs> That's the riddle. <laughs> you cracked it. All right, season episode four. Loki, episode four. Um, Mobius frees Loki from the time loop. Oh, and... Uh, Loki also is like, hey, Mobius, like, they're lying to you. And Mobius is like, yeah, right. And then Mobius talks to Renslayer. And he's like, huh, something is afoot here. And then he steals her little cell phone thing. And uh, am I missing anything else? The uh, Entrantress is being held captive in another cell. And uh, Mobius realizes Loki might be telling the truth. Mm -hmm. And then they end up going to confront the timekeepers mm-hmm. did i skip over anything i don't think so it was like a 50 minute episode i have to well a lot of those scenes just took a while like the mm-hmm. scene of mobius and rin together took quite yeah. a while oh and b15 enchantress is talking to b15 mm-hmm. and gives her her memories back mm-hmm. and then b15 is now on team mm-hmm. sylvie right she got matrixed mm-hmm. yes she got matrixed um she took the blue pill well she took the red pill. um does the red pill put you in the matrix? No, the, no, okay. No, the red pill takes you out of the matrix, though. It makes you aware of your past. Or it makes you aware of what the actual world is. 
the blue pill is the one that puts you back to sleep and puts you in the matrix. That's why okay. that's why those weirdos on the internet think that they that's why they call themselves red pillars because they're like we're the only people who see reality for what it is, <laughs> and apparently reality is really misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> What cool dudes. Yeah. They kind of ruined it. That's why I specifically said she got Matrix instead of Red Pilled, because I didn't want to be associated <laughs> with those guys. Big fight club energy. Yes. Um, okay, so Renslayer brings Loki and Sylvie to the Timekeepers, where B-15 helps them fight Renslayer and the TVA guards. Mm-hmm. And then Mobius gets zapped. Does B-15 yes. get zapped? Mm, and then... I don't know if we saw her get zapped or not. I mean, the problem, too, is I was definitely, when I saw Mobius get zapped, I was like, no. But if I saw B-15 get zapped, I would have been like, that's not Owen Wilson, at least. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Loki got zapped, which, what did you think of that? That was very interesting. Like, I was like, yeah. well, what is, how are they going to do this? Like, what's like, this going to Like, is just mean? Enchantress the new, the new <sighs> face of the Loki brand yeah. from now I on? still think that Loki's up to something. Well, sure. Well, yeah, he always is. But it struck me as odd because the moment he was being zapped, he was, or it appeared as if he was about to profess his love to Sylvie. Or friendship. We don't know. Something. He's never had a friend before. Something. Something. Some big confession. And that just seems so out of character for Loki. And he's such a good liar. And in episode three, they had that little spat where she says, I want to destroy the TVA. But Mm -hmm. he implies, well, I want to take power over the TVA. I don't want to destroy it. And I just think there's a motive in the back of his head. That is motivating I, this relationship building. Is there a way him. he could have realized that the rod wasn't going to kill him and in fact just transport him to a different <sighs> dimension, which the post credit scene suggests that it does? I I mean, I have no idea how these, these spears work. Mm-hmm. It seems like he's dead-ish, like it's a purgatory type thing. Yeah, but how would he... Like, if he is planning something, he must have had some knowledge mm-hmm. that it wasn't just a strict death. Cause well, I don't think part- he was planning to get killed. Yeah. Okay. I think he is trying to build a relationship with her of some sort. So she can he can backstab well, her. <laughs> yes. And then am, he gets I'm backstabbed su- while he is attempting to. I am a sucker for... I, bl- I fall for Loki's stuff every time. Like Dark World, I'm like, oh no, he's dead, dead permanently. He's not coming back after this one. Yeah. Um, I fall for it time and time again. But this time, my argument for believing it is like the, when they had that moment like where, where they were bonding and the timeline like branched because of the narcissism of Loki falling in love with himself. Yes. Basically. Which I, uh, I do think it's great. If you're going to have Loki fall in love with yeah. anyone, it's great that yes. he's falling in love with himself. Yes. That is such or good Or is writing. it just that he had an idea? And he's pretending to fall yes. in love. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I that mean, could, it could also be, be It could be a lot of different uh, things. I want to believe him though. He's, look at his puppy dog and eyes. And that's exactly what they're trying to get you with. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's possible. It's kind of funner, though, when you take the bait. <laughs> and then, oh, it was Loki all along. Yeah. He tricked us again. Um, so, all right, why... You're probably right, though. Okay, and also, I think we already talked about the timekeepers being Chuck E. Cheese animatronic robots yeah. and possibly Kang being the overall supervisor of the TVA. Um, I did love the bit whenever they knocked the guy's head off and the other two just start laughing. Laughing. Just mm. manically laughing at how funny it is. 
Yeah, the, the yeah, remaining was, Time Lords. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But also, like, Kang has a whole bunch of future technology, mm-hmm. so if the Timekeepers never existed, he could have just made robots to kind of oversee this, this stuff. And then another interesting thing, if Kang is in charge... Um, finish my thought, Jordan. I have no idea. Something oh. about Kang and the Timekeepers, and him Kang leaving and the them timekeepers. to do some... Oh, 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 okay. Uh, and back to... Uh, so the episode one, they're like, the Avengers had to kill Thanos and all that. I'm thinking Kang can kind of see all the timeline, so he's like... Because it does seem like a little bit of a cop-out for them, like, oh, the Avengers can go back in time and not get pruned, but as long as they're killing Thanos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kang's like, ooh, Thanos would be a real force for me to reckon with. I better let the Avengers, you know, I won't prune this timeline. I'm going to let them do that, and then... Uh, I'll, everything else will be pretty solid. Yeah, he'll just let Thanos die so he doesn't have to deal with Thanos. Correct. One less thing to worry about. Yes, then a b- entity that can control space and time and matter and all mm-hmm. that. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my thought. All right, let's talk this post-credit scene, and then we will give our reviews. Yeah. Uh, I was so excited for this post-credit scene. I, I well, how, am so curious where this is going to go. Yeah, it, it's open the door. I mean, it's just a, a cool way for this show to take another twist. Because mm-hmm. it's already started in a pretty weird place. But now, like, whatever this is is going to be hopefully even weirder. And I'm always up for weirdness in the MCU. That's where I think it tends to be the most interesting. I have no... Like, an IGN isn't necessarily the best source for reviews on this stuff. But this episode got a five and that is the lowest of any mcu show episode to date huh. which is seemingly unnecessary because i thought this was a very salt out of ten huh that's weird so yeah. the lowest falcon and winter soldier episode was a seven huh. which i think there were definitely worse episodes of that than this absolutely episode. yeah and then all of WandaVision. WandaVision was pretty much eights and nines the whole time, but I think that was just because it was the first one. Yeah. And now that there's so many. Well, and that was just a really good mystery critical. kind of ride up, up yeah. to, toward the end. And then the end was good enough for what it was, like as a climax. Yeah. I have no idea who wrote that review, but it was basically like the best part is the end credit scene. Like the rest of the episode isn't even worth it if it wasn't for that end credit That scene. seems like a really weird take because... Like the Time Lords thing. You find out that they're animatronic. You, yeah. You, Seems like a lot happened. Yeah. No, that's strange. I, I think he's just going for clickbait. He just wants some some views. Yeah. Um, so, and let's talk about all the other Lokis. There are four. Well, There's... I didn't pause and look at them. I just saw mm-hmm. the Lokis in... Okay, let me walk you through all yeah. of them and their attributes. Who's at the table? So, there's Old Man Loki, which is the original 1962 comic book costume Loki. Interesting. Which I think is interesting. There's Kid Loki, mm-hmm. which could be like a Young Avenger person. Yeah, Young Avengers. Then there's Alligator Loki, which is not in any <laughs> comic book canon at all. There is like a comic where Thor gets turned into a frog. Hmm. Uh, so people are speculating that's what that is. Huh. Um, if like Loki got turned into an alligator. Yeah. Um, and then I forgot about the other one, but he is also not MC. He's yielding a not hammer, comic book though. Canning. Yeah, he does look like he has a Milner-type mm-hmm. hand. Wielding? Mm-hmm. Um, so those are our Lokis. And I'm th- and did you notice the background? It was like a post-apocalyptic New York, like Avengers Tower mm-hmm. had been destroyed. Huh. Um, so 
whatever you and I assume all of those were variant Lokis who got prodded with that spear mm-hmm. and sent to whatever this purgatory is. Yeah. So I'm curious where this is. If it's like Earth in modern day before Thanos got stopped. Yeah. Like po- like Earth twenty twenty three pre reverse snap. I know. This is or, this is where it's funny that we do the episode now. Because this is kind of when we time it to be. Because I feel like this is yeah. where a big twist comes in a series. And so all yes. we have is mindless speculation. Like, there's really just not enough information to say what's happening. But it's very yeah. interesting. It's an interesting shot yeah. to leave us on. <laughs> what yeah. are all these Lokis and, doing? It also feels kind of Rick and Morty. Like, I feel like this series would not have happened without Rick and Morty. And just mm. kind of the sci-fi rigmarole they get up there seems very much to have influenced the MCU a little yeah. bit. Uh, it is funny that you mention it um, because uh, what, uh, Michael Waldron, um, who I mentioned this uh, like a year ago when they announced the Loki show, he is a writer and producer for early Rick and Morty. He is now doing this show and Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, hmm. which the, this show totally has Rick and Morty vibes with the portals and yeah. all that stuff. Um, so I thought that was a great decision when... I, the, sh- the show was pitched. To do another, like, last tangent, uh, mm-hmm. have you seen the new Rick and Morty stuff? Because I have not. It's Episode 1 is one of my top ten favorite episodes. Interesting. Episode 2 was interesting. It was more sci-fi than comedy, but it, it was good. Huh. Yeah, I, I, we should watch those. Yeah. Anyway. That's great. Frasier, Season 4, Episode 1. Rick and Morty, Season 5, Episode <laughs> 1 and 2. And then we'll Full just we'll TV. just get to another TV series and watch a random seasons episode one. There you go. I mean, Ellie can probably give you one if you're making her watch two. <laughs> well, I'm not. It seems only fair. She likes. You watched Rick and Morty before I will. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. So, but yeah. Also, okay. I make him watch Survivor with me, so yeah. it evens out. So you're. It seems like you're more of a reality television person no i'm just a survivor connoisseur or just survivor <laughs> that's not and true rupaul's drag I, race is also RuPaul's reality drag tv race, yes but yeah. i i really love survivor survivor is my one true love and to be honest survivor is okay. pretty good that is not the kind of show i would have liked but it's because i didn't really understand what was happening in it it's really just a show it's, about lying like it's like a hidden role game like a uh i don't know what do we play in college do we ever play a hidden role game in college like resistance did you ever play what? It's like a it's like Among Us, like a game where oh, you don't oh. know who the bad guy is. That's kind of what Survivor is like. We we played that phone game where one of us was the yeah wolf the werewolf one. Yeah, werewolf one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Similar. that's basically Survivor, and I thought it was a game about surviving on an island, and that is really oh, no. that is just a thing they do to get people in, like stressed out is they malnourish yeah. them so that they're like irritable. <laughs> Did you ever watch Moolah Beach on Fox Kids? No. What's that? It it was the kid version of Survivor because it was so popular yeah. in like 2005. Yeah. And it's just that's my foundation for Survivor. I love that show. It came on before Digimon every Saturday. <laughs> I watched the hell out of it. And like the pri- you would still vote each other off. It's all the same rules yeah. except the contests are a little less intense because they're children. Yeah. Um, but the big prize at the end was a year free McDonald's. Ugh. And I was like, oh man, there could not be a better prize right now. I would like, take a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to eat through a million dollars worth of McDonald's in a year. So you can still. No, it was like, it was like the prize. It wasn't, I mean, it was Fox Kids. They don't have the budget yeah. regular Survivor does. Um, so they had 
free McDonald's, and then you could trade it away for, like, a $1,000 gasoline card, like, if you're 16 or whatever. <laughs> but I figured, like, I was too young to be needing a car, yeah. so that didn't appeal to me. I wanted the year I'd rather have a year of McDonald's than $1,000 for gas in my car. I could eat the, more than $1,000 of McDonald's in a year. Oh, would you want to eat them? Well, you still got to do McDunk AM. I know. McDunk AM <laughs> yeah. was this challenge that me and Kate thought of. We've brought it up on the podcast. I know. I mean, Ellie hasn't probably heard it. Um, and our new fans, if this is your first episode, you're about to find out. Wow, what, what a McDunk great episode is. to tune in on for the first one. I know. Uh, it was so. The challenge was: I would wake up at six a.m. every day. <laughs> I would try to learn to dunk within a month, like and, a basketball. Yeah. Okay. And yes. also during that month, I would eat only McDonald's. Oh, so you're doing like a supersize me? <laughs> yes, it's exactly supersize me, except for yes, I'm but, also doing an athletic feat <laughs> in conjunction. Well, with it. and also. You said Morgan Spurlock, you time and time again you have mocked his technique because you're like, Of course you don't get supersized. That's the unhealthy thing about McDonald's. Well, portions. Of course you don't eat eat uh, <laughs> well yeah, of course you don't eat three meals a day. Of course you don't eat everything on the menu. Yeah. I was just gonna eat you, McDonald's you, every day, but in reasonable amounts. And then I was going to learn to dunk a basketball. And I was gonna get up at <laughs> and six, wake up at six AM. Which was just something at the time I was like, I should do that. Uh, you didn't have you didn't have sunlight like in your window and you just kept like sleeping in accidentally and you're like, I need a routine. Yeah. So McDunk AM was the solution. And it's a really good name. You can't deny that. <laughs> McDunk AM. That's gonna be our spin-off podcast. I can't wait for this. If to we happen. ever if we ever get into video for a podcast, because yeah. that really needs to be like a vlog. I think we should do a video of our hundredth episode where we cold call a hundred people about random Marvel questions. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun to record. Well, that that's that's about. All right, a year you off. hit me with your but, rating. I'll do my rating. Ellie, you can do your rating, even though it'll only be for two episodes, so it'll never add up to six. So Ellie is going to give it a two overall. Yeah. It sounds like if she's not <laughs> oh, two out of six, that's kind of low. But okay. Well, but she only you only count the two that she's. There to oh, review. so it's six out of six. It's a hundred. No, but it's a two out of two. It's just not out of six. It's out of two for her rating. It'll be out of six for our ratings. All right, Ellie, would you like to give your review? Um, so on the three episodes. Yeah, on two through four. And give it an out of two review. <laughs> and you can't, you can't consider anything that happened in episode one. Okay. Yes. That, it's just you were you were just watched two through four. You have to rate them one through two. <laughs> Uh, you can use half increments. That's Bruce Banner. You can use a third. That's Wasp. Are there any a other? A quarter. That's weird... Ant Man. A Ant Tiny Ant Man is a quarter. Tiny Wasp is a third. Ray oh, Big Bruce Banner or Hulk, <laughs> as he's called, is uh, two two people. I know it's a confusing system that we've cultivated over eighty-seven episodes. But it, it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Okay. Well, I want to do. I want to do one point seven five. Okay, so you're okay. Now you have to say who your Avengers and two of them need to be Bruce Banner and Ant Man, so you can add up correctly. Okay, and then so you just needed one Bruce more. Banner and Ant Man, and tiny Ant and tiny Ant Man. You can do full size Wasp. That's one. And then <laughs> I want my one. Um, can my one be? Wait, no. Can my? Can one of mine be the cat from Captain Marvel? I don't know the cat's technically an Avenger. He's an Avenger in my heart. He's a... Uh, what's the cat's? Goose. Goose, Goose the, the cat. cat. Okay, He's wait. At my uh, table. Goose the cat does, like, hold on to the Tesseract for a while, so I kind of think that borderline makes But is he a, a whole Avenger, Goose... or should he be some other decimal amount? 
Oh, uh, no, no, no. We can't we can't mess with he the decimals, especially four. if there's not shrinking involved. <laughs> no, no. Okay, fine. He's just one Avenger. Oh, wait. He's one so Avenger. Ant- Goose the Cat, Ant-Man. Tiny, Ant-Man, Tiny Ant-Man, Ant-Man, and Bruce Banner. Just imagine the three of them in a room together. Yeah. Uh, and and then, Goose the Cat. Okay, so now it's your, your review, Cade. Okay, my review, two out of two. I this might be better than WandaVision. I don't know yet, but I it depending on if it sticks the landing, I could enjoy this more. Um my two Avengers are going to be I'm gonna put Loki at the table. Why not? Mm-hmm. And I'll put uh Lady Loki, or Enchantress as she is called. I don't know what I want to give this. I'm not sure I felt like it's not two out of two material. Right. Yeah. That's what I... I don't know. I might also do 1.75. No, three, episode 3 sort of knocked it down a bit. Yeah. In my opinion. Uh, but that'll still leave me at 3.75 going into the last two. So if it knocked it out of the park, I can mm-hmm. still give it a 5.75, which would be the highest rating I've ever given anything. So I... That is pretty... That's a lot. So I'm going to do 1.75. I'm going to de- tack a little bit off. Um, and at the table, I'm going to have... I mean, I kind of have to do a lot of similar. Bruce Banner and Ant-Man have to be there. And then my third person okay. will be... Uh, Vision. Aw, did we lose Kate? You have frozen. Oh, uh, well, we still... I was recording over here. Stamp. 135. All right. Well, I still have my <laughs> review, so I'll just edit around you being cut out. Hey, Jordan, play that funky track. I think Marvel sucks. No, it doesn't. No, it really does. No. Woo. <laughs> wow, that sounded great. Anyway, I've been Jordan Peoples, and Marvel has sucked. And this is Ellie standing in for Cade, and no, it doesn't. Wow, what a great outro, Jordan. You never cease to amaze me. That was just so spectacular. Ellie, thank you for coming on the show. Great to have you. Can't wait to hear uh, any future takes you have about Marvel, as well as uh, that podcast that your father and Jordan do together, where they watch The Incredible Hulk and talk about it. Um, But until then, I've been Cade Weiberg, and Marvel doesn't suck.